It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, we have actual football things to talk about as a Cowboys practice. How does it feel? It's crazy. You know, it's always this long drought of waiting and waiting Mm -hmm. and waiting and then finally football christmas shows up on your doorstep and uh and it's it's almost overwhelming and that's the thing about it guys is that (laughs) what i'm starting to remember now is that this becomes a sprint very quickly like this becomes this becomes just non-stop really quickly so uh i was having a conversation with somebody about it last night this is a little bit odd because you know they they do all this right and they have one practice and then they're taking a day off for the before the weekend, so it's a little it's bit Sunday, of a right. No, they they practice again Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, and, but still, like you know, kind of a very start stoppish. But once we once it really gets going, I mean, it's it's it seems like a, a long time, but it's not. It's a mad dash all the way to the regular season. So I'm I'm ready for it. I'm excited. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that first practice. Uh, there was a lot of great clips on Twitter. I know a lot of people were out there sharing some of those. NFL Network was there. They were broadcasting a lot of the practice. So in case you didn't see it, we're going to hear, we're going to hear wrapping it up for you. Let's, let's talk about Dak Lannon. He told us he'd be ready to go for the first practice. He was. He was out there. And not only was he out there, he was moving around, throwing on the run. I thought he looked pretty good from the naked eye. What did you see? I'm afraid he's never going to play football again, Marcus. <laughs> no, uh, he looked fine. I mean, all the clips we saw, he looked good. I mean, look, it's this is not you know the the ultimate uh, the ultimate uh, test of, of of that ankle. I mean, clearly we need to see him with bodies around his feet, mm-hmm. you know, negotiating a pocket. We need to see him. Well, I'd be fine if we don't ever have bodies around. His feet. Yeah, well, I mean, works. you know. <laughs> Eventually, it's going to happen, so we need to know yeah, what it's going to look yeah, like. Sure. Uh, we need to see him, you know, take a keeper and 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 run to the outside and get tackled by his legs and, and see him pop up. Like those are things that we still need to see. But I, you know, I didn't see any ill effects. You know, from, I mean, again, I, I'm watching from video just like everybody else, so I didn't see anything that like made me think that he had a. Uh, a hitch in his giddy up, as they say, for, uh, back in Texas. And but I, 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 you know, we saw some roll out. We saw some bootleg stuff. Uh, he looked to be moving pretty well. Uh, he seemed to be throwing the football great. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've we've been mentioning that this is kind of a non-story story that's going to dominate. 
Um, but yeah, just to kind of get a little bit more confirmation there is, is obviously always encouraging. I agree. I think he looks fantastic. Uh, there was a throw that he had to Michael Gallup down the sideline, uh, rolling out to the right, just a dime. He's back. I'm actually of all the things to worry about with the Cowboys. He's like one of yeah. the ones I'm not worried about. Like that, I think that throw to Malik Jackson when he rolled the other way when he was yeah. rolling. Malik left, Turner. Malik dropped, Turner. Malik yeah. Turner. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it just dropped it in the bucket. Was gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so we're not going to talk about Dak that much because we don't need to. I think he looked fine. Everybody else will be. Trust us. Yeah, there's plenty of people talking about Dak and how he did. So let's let's make sure we're covering yeah. the rest of the team as well. Uh, we got a lot of other notes to get to, but um, best in show, the, the person that looked the best, you know, after, uh, you know, not seeing them over the last, what, six months, Tyron Smith? Like I, I, I mean, <laughs> that's funny because I was going to say that. I was like, are we just talking about shirt off? Uh, yeah, yeah, like, just the workout, uh, like the physique, the right? Like the, the guy that was clearly working out all spring along and could not wait to take his shirt off in front of the media, Tyron Smith. I mean, to I mean, listen, if I looked like – if I had that kind of uh, upper body of Cyrus Smith, I, you could not get me to ever No, you could not pay me ever. to wear a shirt. I agree. I would, uh, no shirt, no shoes. I would just flex my muscles and say, you, you, you really don't want this in your in your restaurant? Like, give me yeah. a break. It's unbelievable, this dude. He's 310 I, I, pounds. I've never seen a 310-pound individual look like that before. I think Tyron Smith took some of the, hey, the Cowboys should draft the left tackle or they should cut uh, him maybe a little personally because he I looks – as great. shredded as ever. I mean, he looks fantastic. Anybody else you want to mention their their uh, physique? Because that's really the first day camp. You get to see these guys. Who looks lean? Who looks out of shape? Anybody you want Zeke. to mention? Zeke obviously needs, yeah. needs mentioning. But but I thought you know, and you pointed it out, and I and I had been noticing it uh, prior to that too, just from the pictures. Demarcus Lawrence. He looks, he looks slim. He looks like he's slimmed down quite a bit. Like he mm-hmm. almost looks. It almost looks like him and Randy Gregory change bodies. Switch bodies yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. you know like freaky friday style so uh uh yeah like it's it's uh it's 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 interesting because he clearly i mean he must have put in an effort to to really kind of slim down like that uh it'll be interesting to see what how that translates to his game on the field come for the cowboys uh analysis and you get us talking about guys without their shirts on uh let's 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 actually talk well let's talk about some somebody who performed well again landon we keep saying drum beats right the the guys that are just consistently day in day out having good practices good camps nation right man i I don't know what else to say about him he had three pass breakups yesterday he had one incredible play where he kind of came off his guy yeah that made a pass breakup Uh, i'm gonna read you the text that somebody sent me yesterday because i i want to make sure I get it word for word. So uh, it was basically, uh, hold on, pulling it up right now. Okay. Nation Wright is better than Calvin, Calvin Joseph, and it might not be close. Now, when you when you hear that, you think, is Calvin Joseph a bust? No, not at all. The, the tone of this conversation was more to praise Nation Wright. The other thing that I got texted by somebody who was at camp and would know they said fearless. They said he has a lot of things to clean up. He, there's a lot of technique things he needs to work on, but you can tell right away that he belongs. So yeah. I would say so far, so good for Nation Wright, correct? Yeah. I mean, let's let's make a quick stop to Kelvin Joseph real quick because mm-hmm. I think this makes a difference. Joseph looked good from everything. Yes, he did. He, yes. he looked like he was in really good shape, uh, you know, uh, a better shape than he had come into practice. His footwork looked a lot better. They, they were impressed with what he did mm-hmm. uh, in practice yesterday. And if and 
the reason I bring that up is to, again, show you how impressive Nation Wright has been in the sense that he has still been that much better. I mean, it's it's one of those things where he's going to be Mr. Drumbeat pretty soon. I mean, it just seems like you're hearing his name every opportunity that we get a chance to talk to Cowboys uh, coaches folks inside the Every, building anybody that's in the know anybody right? that's there every at least once a practice it seems like we're hearing nation Wright's name that's a very strong drumbeat and and again we're in training campus only one practice only one practice yes, it's not yes. over let's not exaggerate but i mean the fact that it immediately carried over like mm-hmm. the first practice he's coming out and having you know maybe one of the best practices of, of any defender on the team yesterday mm-hmm. uh and, and let's like let's let's real quickly get into that that pass breakup. The reason that was so impressive, right, is that he was covering the flats really well. He saw the concept. He understood the concept. He saw the route coming in behind him. He broke off of his assignment. And then the second thing that was crazy was that he – Dak made a great throw. Or whoever was it, made it, right? He, he, yeah, like there's no way that Nation Wright should have gotten it. To, but the mm-hmm. fact that he's so tall and so long and was able to get up and knock that pass away was just – really rare i mean honestly it was it was really really impressive so i I was writing down some of my thoughts yesterday on those clips so that play that you're mentioning and we can tweet it out from the lockdown cowboys account so people know but that's the reason why you draft long corners right like that's that's the exact reason why however to me that wasn't the most impressive play that he made and i don't know if you've seen this one there was a comeback route that i believe it was it was either malik turner or aaron parker was running and he was able to throttle down and then make a pass breakup. Like that's the concern that we had about Nation Wright. Yeah. Is, is he too tall that he's not going to be able to make those type of plays? And so far, again, he made that play. We'll see what happens when we get into games against because you know more proven guys than Malik Turner and Aaron Barker. <laughs> but the fact that he's already making those it has me really, really excited. I listen. I, I remember calling you the night of the second round or the second day of the draft complaining about that pick. We might be re- not me. I might be really, really wrong on that one. And I, I would be, I would be glad to be wrong on that. One. Yeah. There's a lot of people tweeting that same thing out. Uh, I think yesterday that was just like, I'm, I ordered my, my plate of crow. I am ready to consume it uh, at a high rate. If this happens with Nation Wright with glee, because obviously, yes, if, if, if Cowboys Nation was wrong about this guy, that's fantastic news. Great. I mean, you know? yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, it's it's all been positive. Uh, I think the play that you talk about, it was incredibly impressive. And, and, you know, look, Malik Turner was the guy running the route. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know, Nation Wright, regardless of who was running that route, made the play. Still, still able to throttle down at, at that size and showed you the kind of agility at that uh, size, which makes him, you know, eligible to be the, the kind of guy that we're hoping yep. he could be. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think that, like I said, everything has been positive from him so far. Uh, let's just keep seeing it, hopefully. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best-tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon. A couple of just uh, personnel groupings yesterday. So with the starting defensive line, uh, it was Terrell Basham. It was Neville Gallimore. It was Carlos Watkins over Mm -hmm. Brent Urban. And then it was Randy Gregory. So the only one that really shocked me was Carlos Watkins over Brent Urban. Is that surprising to you? Yeah, I mean, we got to be careful about reading too much into these things early, you know, because they're especially at the defensive line where they're likely to fit feature a rotation anyways. So, uh, uh, no, it doesn't necessarily surprise me because Carlos Watkins is a veteran. Uh, and, you know, and that's kind of the deverence that they give to the, mm-hmm. those guys, the, the older guys. So is Brent Urban. Fair enough, but but I think that Gallimore, you know, is a guy that they're ex- – explicitly excited about so they want to get him out there too i i i yeah i think that you're going to see that other defensive tackle spot kind of rotate in as they are figuring out exactly what they want and also like we said not just the fact that they're going to rotate but there's going to be personnel groupings that are going to feature specific guys being on the field together so uh let's not let's not get too deep into like i said specifically defensive line combinations because those will be mix and matched um the rest of the defense was basically as you would expect. It was Leighton Van Resch and Jalen Smith as the starters. It was Trevon Diggs as one of the outside corners, Kelvin Joseph. Um, it was Donovan Wilson as a strong safety, Demonte Casey as the free safety. The only other thing that was sort of interesting to me is when Lyle Collins came off the field. You know, just I think they're just trying to keep Collins yeah. fresh and not overwork him. Yeah. It was Terrence Steele instead of Ty Nishke. We kind of hypothesized over the offseason that maybe that's going to be the case all season long and that they're just going to leave Ty as the backup left tackle. Is that surprising to you at all? You know, it's early. So it's not surprising that they're trying different combinations. Um, you know, Nitschke has obviously got a lot of skins to the wall and there's a lot of comfort there. But, you know, maybe this is also the year that he fa- the wheels fall off. So who knows? Um, I-, I think – I, I, I'm not surprised that they want to try to leverage the experience that Terrence Steele got last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And see if he hasn't, you know, kind of transformed that into being a different player this season. I, I think that makes sense. It, you know, if it continues uh, beyond this, and, and, and in, despite the fact that we may think that Nietzsche is better, uh, that would be concerning. But I think that they're going to give him a chance to try to win this job. Uh, or to win some kind of job uh, based on on whatever experience he gathered from last season. I agree. I I don't think it's the worst idea in the world, especially during training camp. Like the reason why you sign a Ty Nischke is because he doesn't need a lot of snaps to play like in the game. Right. So give all of these extra reps to Terrence Steele, who probably needs them more than anybody else. So uh, I'm fine with that. We do have to update you on an injury. Francis Bernard uh, pulled a hamstring. It's really unfortunate for him because yeah. when we were talking about our linebacker preview, there's just not a lot of spots for, for linebackers that aren't, you know, Keanu Neal and Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith and Micah Parsons. So for Bernard to pull, or 
you know, to pull his hamstring in the first day of practice is a, it's a big, it's a big setback, especially as he's competing with Luke Gifford. So he should have pulled it. He should have pulled pulled it a day before, and then he could have been put on pup, and then he could have been just carried in through some mechanism with the roster. But honestly, it's it's really the truth, right? Like it's it's better to pull your hamstring the day before practice than the first day because now your options are just limited, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Cowboys could technically IR him if they wanted to but they're not going to keep them on the 53 man roster during the season. So they'd have to wave them injured. It's just, it's a whole mess. So it is. Let's hope that Bernard's back hamstrings are tricky two, three weeks. Hopefully, Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard not to look at it as a death sentence, to be honest. I mean, just because really it's such a hard setback and, 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 you know, it's a lower body hamstring injury, which means that it might reoccur. And again, like all you said, there's just there's too many bodies there. There's too many. The numbers are, are stacked against him. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's tough. It's tough. It, it's really, really unfortunate. A um, couple other things. Trevon Diggs. We've been talking about mm-hmm. him all offseason long, making a leap here in year two. Through one day of practice, it seems like we're already there, right? He made a, an incredible interception. He made another interception that was out of bounds. What are your expectations for Diggs this year? Great things. You know, I mean, the, the thought process is that, you know, he has the talent. He has a kind of a pedigree there. He has the work ethic, clearly. Um, and that the trajectory at the end of the season was shooting straight up. Uh, I am hoping that he, at the very least, picks up where he left off, if not hopping forward a little bit and, and becoming a little bit better player. Um, you know, I, I got to say, I mean, just uh, Cooper wasn't in practice, but I thought – Overall, everything that we saw, the coverage was was pretty good yeah. by almost everybody yeah. that was playing. So that's really encouraging. Again, first practice. Let's not go too far, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's clear that Trayvon Diggs came out uh, with uh, with purpose. Uh, he was he was uh, talking uh, talking some trash to Dak at, at some point during practice, so he's clearly feeling it. Um, yeah, I think I think Diggs taking the next step and becoming kind of a uh, uh, an emotional or, or, or vocal leader would really be a huge benefit to this defense that really is looking for that kind of leadership in its secondary right now. There's one more thing I wanted to touch on, but is there any other players that you think we need to mention? Um, Randy Gregor had a really nice dip move around yes. Lyle Collins. That was that was fun. Anything else you want to want to bring up? Parsons. Um, okay. You know, it sounds like you know they had the very first team, very first uh, team reps. They came out in ba- like true base personnel with three linebackers, and what they basically did was attach Micah Parsons to the tight end. Uh, and when the tight end d- deployed out into the slot, Micah it was Schultz, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, Micah blanketed him and uh, and covered him that way, which I thought was kind of an interesting look. Then apparently he ran all the way across the field. Uh, and I think you know this is I'm getting this from Brian Broadus, if I remember correctly, just a credit. Uh, and and immediately put his hand down in the dirt and started rushing the passer mm-hmm. uh, and, and got around the corner on uh, on Terrence Steele. So uh, or Brian, Brandon Knight, maybe. Uh, so, I mean, again, I, I mean, I think what, what we're seeing is kind of the, you know, them, them trying things out. You know, obviously he's going to be focusing on middle linebacker, or linebacker position, but clearly they're going to piecemeal him assignments mm-hmm. as well to, to kind of be a part of the defense, uh, find ways to deploy him in interesting ways. I would say one more thing about the linebackers. The, the NFL network did a really good job of showing some of these guys in coverage, moving around of the, 
four top guys between Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, Micah Parsons, and Keanu Neal. Three of those guys look fantastic in space. Like they all, three of them looked really, really good moving around, running sideline to sideline. One of them looked a little lumbering. Can can you guess which one that is? Keanu Neal. No, it was not Keanu Neal. Uh, that would be the guy wearing number nine. But we're gonna we'll talk about him on a different day. Romo um, was out there. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like lumbering at night. Showed up out of shape. Uh, <laughs> it be the first time that there'd be number nine lumbering around the field either. So, yeah. uh, I just got my Tony Romo autograph jersey in the mail. Let's let's not do that today. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention. This comes again from our guy Brian Broadus, who said the Cowboys got more done in the first day of practice this year than they did in the ten years under Jason Garrett. <laughs> I mean, like any practice, right? Like this was a practice that was intense. They did a lot of work. They were busy. Um, you could see it, right? You could see it from the NFL Network. Like they were doing a lot of different stuff in that practice. It seemed like they were on a good pace. Any just general comments about how the practice went for the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that I feel like I still need to see in person to kind of get a good feel for, right? Is It, do- mm-hmm. it does seem from, from video and obviously secondhand from – guys like Brian and, and Jeff that, that, you know, it, it seems like the, the pace has picked up a little bit that they're getting a lot done, which is fantastic. I mean, clearly that's kind of what we, they, you know, implied that they got a lot done in the off season as well. So I'm assuming and yeah, <laughs> they were famously fined by the NFL for getting maybe a little bit too much done in the off season. So <laughs> I, uh, I love it. Know, that they're trying to cheat. It's great. <laughs> at least they're trying to, they're trying to give everything they can to, to try to get their advantages where they can. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's exciting. I think uh, clearly they feel like they're a little bit further along than they expected to be at this point. Um, and so they're really kind of pushing the envelope on really kind of getting things in place and, and, and really kind of trying to take full advantage of the extra time that they have, uh, you know, over other teams because of the Hall of Fame game and everything else. Yeah, I agree. It seemed like practice had a good pace to it yesterday. I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts when you when you go out there. When are you going out to practice? Uh, Saturday is going to be the first day, so I'm excited, and then I'll be out there Sunday as well. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely have the full report. So we're gonna have some fun nuggets to to talk about. So it should be it should be a lot of fun. So uh, continue to download, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, continue to check us out on YouTube. Uh, you can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.